Hi, I'm April D. Scheffler. Welcome to a special edition of Sheffy's Sandbox. In this series I call the Ambling Bear Dreamcast, I delve into dreams and explore their symbolism to reveal the elegant messages condensed inside. Dreamwork is one of my passions, and today's dream is uh, Dream 2 of uh, one that I had the other night. Uh, we, I, As I mentioned before, um, I've had something of a dry spell with dreams, and then all of a sudden I had two nights in a row where I had uh, dreams along a similar theme. And this is going to be also similar to last podcast in that it's going to be a little longer. Uh, I'm going to take you through these steps uh, I do with my dream work. And these are steps that are lined out in the Robert A. Johnson book of Inner Work. I dreamed my brother and I had been placed in a foster family with an elderly couple. We were at the breakfast table, and I realized with delight that we had been placed in a bed and breakfast. It felt like we had won the lottery where we could order out of a menu each day. There was a large community bowl already on the table, and it contained meat that had been cooked to appear a beautiful but artificial blue, like a blue turquoise stone finish. I didn't want it. I saw on the menu that this was cod and eel, and it was available every day, something of the featured item, and it was available by donation. The elderly woman was quiet and looking pleased in her own world, eating. The husband, who I supposed did the cooking, was not there and was not showing up to take our order. I got the feeling that the cod and eel was the only thing intended for us to eat. Step one, associations. Uh, so this is often one of my favorite parts because you never know what's going to come up. Um, but you take every single item in your dream and you just do uh, free association with this. And you don't have to edit or censor yourself because there is no right or wrong um, because your brain is, uh, it's fair game. Whatever it draws from, in, from your history, your upbringing, uh, chance encounters, it's going to draw from all of that and, uh, and possibly give you the explanation to your dream. So don't ignore anything. Um, especially colloquialisms. <laughs> I think I said that right. But yeah, if there are uh, old sayings um, that come to mind when you do this, uh, keep that uh, in mind and write it down. So take each symbol, write down the word associations, because this next step is you're going to be going back over those and circling or highlighting which of those word associations uh, feels like the right fit in this dream. Okay, so going to my dream, let's start with our work. Uh, we have a child, and not just a child, but one in a group of siblings. So I took that to be one among others being cared for, 
not able to provide for oneself, still growing and maturing. Uh, Foster family, I came up with uh, transplanted, not family by birth, Uh, speaks uh, to transition, a temporary home, Uh, no real personal feelings as it is only temporary. How about the elderly couple? Um, I wrote down retirement, old, tired, uh, an enclosed or insular unit, two, acting as one, often taking on the other's characteristics. Uh, then we have breakfast. I wrote down here, um, I'm not usually a, a breakfast type uh, food person, but I've, I've been fed this line, so I wrote it down. It's the first most important meal of the day. Uh, Oh, I I see here. I wrote not necessarily my favorite types of food, um, but you have eggs, bacon, toast, hash browns, pancakes. Uh, Then we go to bed and breakfast. Uh, I put more intimate and catered experience than a hotel. It's more personal. There's more interaction, more one-on-one time with the host. Uh, It's also more expensive than a regular hotel often, more of a boutique experience, or uh, I put a word association of vacation next to that. Then we go to menu. I had that symbolizing to me choices. Uh, There is no one size fits all. You have free will and options. Who doesn't love options? Then you have the community bowl and plate. Um, People can take what they like of what is offered. There's no on-demand catered meal of your choice. Uh, Let's go to the blue food. Um, And you can tell me if this is wrong or not, but uh, I I wrote here, uh, evolutionarily, our body has been cued uh, that blue indicates poison. Blue edible food doesn't occur naturally in nature except for blueberries. So that's that's what came out of my mind, okay? Uh, how about the turquoise finish? I wrote beautiful, valuable, marbled, unique, natural, uh, Native American jewelry. And then we have cod. I wrote fish. Uh, doubtful that it's a clean fish but I didn't take the time to look it up. Um, Atlantic fish, probably fishy fish smell. Uh, Cape cod is another association I came up with. And then we go to eel. I put gross. Wet, slimy, slithery, tough skin. Uh, I likened it to a sea serpent or snake. Freaky eyes, uh, dark depths. And let's go to the fact that it was a featured item on the menu. I put on here, uh, it's what the buyer or giver wants you to take advantage of. It can be because they think it's one of their best tasting or best sellers, or they may simply just want to get rid of overages and surpluses of the item. Okay, then we go to available by donation. So I wrote here, it's a give-as-you-can model. There's no set price. It allows for everyone to buy or purchase regardless of their financial means. 
Sometimes the seller or giver may be hopeful to receive actually more than if they had set a price. Uh, let's go to the uh, the woman, the elderly woman. Uh, the woman, I put down here uh, the feminine side. And some of the, um, everyone has a masculine and feminine uh, side. So the uh, feminine uh, refers to being a receiver, a supportive, collaborative, creative, learning, non-doing, not as goal-oriented. Okay, then we have elderly, the fact that uh, it's an elderly couple. Uh, frail, mature, nearing end of life, old, old way of doing things, well-established, comfortable routine. And then we go to the fact that she was quiet, she was eating and pleased and, and seemed to be in her own world. So I wrote here that she doesn't have anything to say. She's too busy eating and consuming. Uh, she's not outward looking to see if others are okay. She's content. And then we have the man of the couple that would represent the masculine energy in my brain. So that would be the doing, uh, goal-oriented, competitive, knowing action. Well, what about the fact he was absent? Absent to me speaks of not being present, <laughs> lacking, disappeared, failure to show. And then we have eat. Uh, that's consuming, getting nourishment, sustenance, being provided for. But uh, again, this is a short dream. The longest part of it is the dream work. <coughs> we go to step two, dynamics, where you ask, what part of me is this? Like we mentioned in the last episode, it's so easy for us, uh, and I can speak for myself, to try and project all this outward, right? Like if this was, uh, uh, if I had a friend in the dream, a specific friend, then it would be easy for me to project. No, like what, what part of me, of my inner world, does that friend represent? So you'll hear me in other dream interpretations ask, what three words would you use to describe that friend or that person? So anyway, step two is kind of lengthy as well, but that's stuff I did on my, my own time, uh, asking kind of what parts of me are learning and collaborative and what parts of me, you know, we go to the, the man here in the dream, the masculine energy, what parts of me are more competitive, uh, action-based, uh, biased towards goals, uh, and when we get to the part about the man being absent, like what parts of me are failing to show up, you know, uh, being the kid in the dream, uh, what parts of me are still needing to be provided for? What type of paraparental figures are there in my life uh, now, even as an adult? So we'll just skip to step three. I did a, a lot of that work. And um, I think if you listened to the previous episode and some of the uh, the thoughts I drew, 
similarities between some of my real life, uh, I say real life, it's all real, whether you're waking or sleeping, but part of my waking world, some of my concerns, how I was drawing similarities uh, to that, from that to my, my sleeping, <laughs> my sleeping reality. So I'm not going to go into too much of that. I think you could probably draw a lot of inferences uh, yourself. So let's keep this kind of vague. And so maybe we won't, maybe I won't make too many more people upset. <laughs> okay. So step three, interpretation. The part of me, along with others, that needs protection and nourishment is in a new temporary place of being cared for by paraparental figures in what feels at first to be a vacation spot. At first, I think I have hit the jackpot and that my whims will be catered to. I am sitting down for the most important meal. I see attractive food that I don't want due to its non-food color and appearance and what the food is made of. What is being provided for my consumption is repulsive to me. It's fishy, slippery, ugly, from dark depths. The established non-doing approach is happy and content with nothing to say and no outward vision. The actionable part of the parenting team is missing completely. I realize that although there had been the appearance of having choice, the intention was only that I would eat what was provided for mass consumption. Step four. Okay, so you may have noticed last episode, I said that there were four steps in the Robert A. Johnson book, uh, but you only heard me do three of them, right? So step four is ritual. Uh, you do something to honor the dream, uh, the symbolism of the dream, uh, to incorporate it, just to honor it. Um, we need to give dreams uh, an important place in our in our lives again. In some cultures, it's still very important. And I think that I'm trying to do my part to bring it back into the spotlight. So um, I would find some way in step four, uh, taking some one of those symbols or completing an action uh, of making a ritual out of it, just some type of symbolic gesture to honor the dream. All right, so um, this is me trying to in uh, incorporate, integrate the dream, see what parts of me are wanting to coast and just be happy and have nothing to say and what parts of me are not showing up. Uh, so that, that's, that's the challenge for myself. Okay, listeners, that's it for now. If you'd like to have a dream interpreted, email it to me. My email address is thesandboxpod at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-S-A-N-D-B-O-X-P-O-D at gmail.com. Keep dreaming and much love.